The following is a recording of the Thomas Paine Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. We are located in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. We are also located on the web at www.tpuuf.org. Please come visit us. Welcome to Thomas Paine Unitarian Universalist Fellowship, and welcome to this, our Christmas Eve service. I'm Reverend Andrew, and I'm so excited to join in a traditional celebration with our community. Tonight, we join our Christian siblings in faith all over the world to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Ours is a free faith of communal searching and support. Gladly, we welcome you to this special ceremony, bringing us from darkness to light. With the arrival of winter's low, dark sky, communities around the world look to the miracle of light as a sign of rebirth and a source of hope. At Christmas time, we celebrate the promise of new life and recommit ourselves to the protection of everyone's right to their own radiant humanity. This year, we're going to engage in a somewhat traditional service, which for us is not always traditional, with readings and songs which may seem very familiar, and some which are new. And when we speak mainly to one faith tradition, some of us feel very comforted, and others may feel challenged. That's okay. And that's good. So enjoy that comfort and be open to that mystery, the mystery of Christmas time, with a Unitarian Universalist twist. We start our service of light by kindling the first of many flames, namely the Advent wreath, our flaming chalice, and our peace lamp. And Lindy will be sharing our reading. Good evening. Come. Hear the triumph of the organ. Come, hear the merriment of bells. Come, raise your voice in glad tidings. On a midwinter's night, fare you well. Let the lights of the season now beckon, every man, woman, child, near and far. Let the hope that glimmers within you rise up the night, rise up through the night like a star. Come in through the cold, now we gather. Come in for the warmth that we'll share. A people of hope and of memory, we light our chalice and take time to care. Good evening. My name is Ann Rostowski, and um, I will be reading For So the Children Come. It's a responsive reading by Sophia Lyon Foz. If you could read the italicize the the bold print i will be reading the rest for so the children come and so they have been coming always in the same way they come no angels herald their beginnings no prophets predict their future courses no wise men see the star to show where to find the babe 
that will save humankind. Yet each night a child is born is a holy night. Parents and loved ones sitting beside their children's cribs feel glory in the sight of a new life beginning. They ask, where and how will this new life end? Or will it ever end? Each night a child is born is a holy night. Time for singing, time for wondering. Thank you. I'd like to invite Andrew to come up. He's coming up anyway. But I'd like to give a gift that all of us contributed to for Andrew for he and his family to really enjoy their holiday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all very much. We gather this evening to bear stubborn witness to the hope that peace will prevail on earth. Our opening hymn speaks to that faith and has special meaning to us as it was written by Reverend Edmund Sears, a Unitarian minister. So please rise in body or spirit and give voice to the call to peace and goodwill. It came upon the midnight clear.
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place in the guest room. If Christmas Happened Today by Shannon Bernard. We've heard about a birth on Christmas Eve as the old story is told, something that happened many, many years ago. But what if such a child were born today? The story tonight goes something like this. Imagine that your parents are quite young and they don't have much money. Your mom is very pregnant with you and your folks are excited about having a baby but they get a notice that they will have to drive all the way into New York City to pay their taxes. The trip was not easy. Your mom is so pregnant and your family's old car is a little bit of a clunker. It's late afternoon and already dark when they start out. There's some ice on the windshield and the heater in the car doesn't work very well. Suddenly, as your dad is driving on the expressway, your mom says, oh my, the baby is coming. I'm not quite sure that's what she said, but that's what this story says. Your dad looks around. You're not in a great neighborhood, but up ahead he sees a star, a Texaco star. <laughs> and he drives off the expressway following the light of the star to the gas station. 
The owner of the gas station says, uh, we don't have any place for a baby. But when he sees how scared your parents are, he piles clean rags in a corner and yells for his sister who's in the back room. Her name is Maria Shepherd. <laughs> the owner of the gas station says, oh, I did that part, and you were born. Maria calls next door for all of her children, the little shepherds. They come in excited to see a baby, they bring toys they love, and they give them to you as your first presents. All of a sudden, there is a roar outside. Everyone looks around, and in walk three Hell's Angels on Harleys. <laughs> they come looking for the service station attendant, and instead see your mom and your dad, and you, newly born. One of them takes off his leather jacket to cover you. Another puts a shiny ring of keys down for you to play with. The third looks at your dad's car, shakes his head, and gives your father some money. The star over the gas station shines. Christmas music can be heard on the radio. The miracle of the Christmas story is really not about angels or even stars. It's about where or how you were born. The miracle is that you were born, that each of us was born. Every night a child is born is a holy night. And now in contrast, here's the uh, Christmas story. Uh, Luke 2, 2 through 20. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in, in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. Each night a child is born is a holy night. The nights that we were born are holy nights. There are times for singing, there are times for joy, there are times for worshiping. Whenever new life comes into this world, there is jubilation, there is glory. So please rise now in body or in spirit and join in praising the divine when we sing angels we have heard on high.
King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired, of them where the Messiah is to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may go, also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the east until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary and his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And by having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. 
Why not a star? Why not a celestial signal to shine over that wonder each new life holds? The signal can be a star of wonder or angels heralding a birth. So please rise in body or in spirit as we sing about those celestial happenings in the first Noel. by Margaret Gooding. They told me that when Jesus was born, a star appeared in the heavens above the place where the young child lay. When I was young, I had no trouble believing wondrous things. I believed in the star. It was a wonderful miracle, a part of a long ago story foretelling an uncommon life. They told me a supernova appeared in the heavens in its dying burst of fire. When I was older, and believed in science and reason, I believed the story of the star explained. But I found I was unwilling to give up the star, fitting symbol for the birth of one whose uncommon life had been long remembered. The star explained became the star understood for Jesus, for Buddha, for Zarathustra. Why not a star? Some bright star shines somewhere in the heavens each time a child is born. Who knows what it may foretell? 
Who knows what uncommon life may yet again unfold if we but give it a chance. Christmas time holds a very powerful message, a couple powerful messages for us. The wonder of new life, the divinity held within each and every birth, each and every child, each and every human being. From our inherent worthiness comes the holiday message of making holy connections and doing good in the world. We promote radical kindness by opening our worldview to see others' views and to promote, promote restorative justice. Our fellowship singers help us see these realities with two pieces of music they're going to share. The first, it's spiritual, reminding us of times of slavery and the hope for freedom. A second, a powerful charge to all of us to be candles of hope, candles of light, candles of truth. So fellowship singers, thank you so much for reminding us of the harsh realities of this world and to push us to help heal our brokenness. Shepherd and follow, 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 rise up, shepherd and follow, follow the star of Bethlehem, rise up, shepherd and follow, follow the star of Bethlehem, rise up, shepherd and follow, follow the star of Bethlehem, rise up, shepherd and follow, foll
shepherd and follow. When Giving is All We Have by Alberto Rios. One river gives its journey to the next. We give because someone gave to us. We give because nobody gave to us. We give because giving has changed us. We give because giving could have changed us. We have been better for it. We have been wounded by it. Giving has many faces. It is loud and quiet, big though small, diamond and wood nails. Its story is old, the plot worn in the pages too, but we read this book anyway, over and again. Giving is, first and every time, hand to hand, mine to yours, yours to mine. You gave me blue and I give you yellow, together we are simply green. You gave me what you did not have and I gave you what I had to give. Together, we made something greater from the difference. Thomas Paine Unitarian Universalist Fellowship encourages respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. One way that this beloved community supports the belief of inherent worth and the dignity of every person is by giving away from our communal abundance. This is a special service and so we are passing a basket for collection, but we gather your gifts tonight for the greater world. This evening, we come together in hope, peace, joy, and love, which we honor in ourselves and in the multitude of people who are in need today. All of this evening's offerings, along with warm clothing donations, thanks to Joanne Walker, who is not here tonight, well, are, they're going to our two December social action organizations. First, Better Days Ahead, which is dedicated to treating all clients with the dignity and humanity they deserve by distributing food, clothing, and survival gear directly to the area unhoused and at-risk individuals. Second, Cradles to Crayons, which keeps Philadelphia area children living in low income and homeless situations safe and warm this winter with the essentials required for health and safety. You may place cash or a check made out to TPUUF with the memo Christmas Eve collection in the baskets when they come around. You may also donate online via the button on tpuff.org. Just make sure to put Christmas Eve collections as a comment. We will now gratefully receive the gifts of the fellowship. Please be generous as we build something greater. the flame. 
The giving and receiving of gifts is holy work. So let us acknowledge our embodied faith and dedicate our offering with the unison words on the screen. May these gifts given with generosity and love help bring more peace, empathy, and freedom. Spirit of life-giving love and love-giving life, spirit of Christmases, past, present, and future, we are gathered here in the dark of the year, in a year where even through our losses we have gained new insights into some of the more important things about living. We are here remembering the birth of a child and the promise that lies within each of us. May our hearts be filled with love, and may we, too, be guided by a star giving us visions of peace and goodwill to all. Christmas Eve comes but once a year as a reminder for all of the other days and all of the other nights. So let us be reminded of joy and celebration. Let us be reminded of lights, of good food, of good company, and let us be reminded as well that we are the ones alive, like that babe of so long ago. We too might make a difference in the world, might help to make it a more loving place. Let the spirit of this night be born within each of us. Let us nourish it, not just today, but all days. And may we be blessed always with the joy that comes from giving with the gladness that comes from being with people we love and the fullness that comes from opening our hearts to the world around us. May we be blessed by the spirit of Christmas. May we be bathed in its light and led to the new day that awaits being born. Being bathed in the light of Christmas is both a symbolic and a physical reality. It is not a coincidence that this holiday is so close to other holidays which celebrate light in the darkness. We come together witnessing to the darkness which this time of year brings, while also witnessing to the light that each of us have inside of us. So now is the time for us to take out those candles we got on the way in. Where's mine? And at home, I encourage you to get your own candle or to hold the candle in your heart. And, and I have been told that although I may change many traditions, this is one I'm not, I'm not allowed to change. I was, I was told that, I said, you, this, we cannot change, we cannot do this. So we're going to, in a moment, we're going to stand up and form a large circle for the lighting of our candles. Parents... I'm trusting you to decide who in your family will be holding lit candles, who will be holding unlit ones, showing their flame from within themselves. Okay? So I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you with that. So please rise and form a large circle. And will my dear family please come forward? If you need a candle, go back there. Go over there. Go. 
Go ahead. So I have asked my dear family to come and help spread the light of our community. We will be lighting candles in relative silence and you will get, it'll come, the light will come to you, the flame will come to you. I do ask please that hold the lit candle upright and tilt the unlit candle, right? Lit candle upright, tilt the unlit candle. I assume there's like the majority of people are using it. John, can I get the lectern mic on? Can I get the lectern mic on? Thanks. Yeah. The reading is called The Careless Candle by Reverend John E. Wood. A candle is a careless thing, God what? See how it was always stretching up and reaching out. It, it gives its substance without murmur and complaint to the flame that is consuming it. It doesn't even seem to care into what corner the flame flings its light, whether the corner is clean or dirty, pretty or ugly, fat or near, high or low, deserving or forgotten, useful or neglected. Apparently, too, it doesn't care to whom it sends its warmth, whether to the outer chill, a lonely heart, a child's delight, or a bore or a lout. A candle that tries to conserve its substance is poor company on a dark night. It pleases, it was pleasant to look at what it was during the daytime. It was slender, smoothly appealing, but any candle that does not give itself away is a disappointment in the deepening shadows of a long evening. Some friends are like that. Good fun in the days of play, poor company in the hours of dusk and trouble. A candle must give itself away. In the giving, the spending, the spreading, the sending, it finds itself. Oh, Ted. 
silent night, a holy night, an amazing time to be together. You may stay here with your candle lit. I do ask that once you start moving toward the exit of your chairs, you please extinguish your flame. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among siblings, to make music in the heart. Amen. Blessed be and Merry Christmas. <laughs> 